Welcome back to Almost Famous. It's a show about an aspiring rock star that doesn't give himself enough credit or gives himself too much credit as being a rock star that's just uh, looking for his success in an extremely difficult to become successful in industry as, as well as an extremely difficult industry to be happy in. And that's today's episode. It's about happiness. You know, uh, my when I talk to my sister or I talk to people and they go, this was, they go, oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of of your lifestyle because they they think everyone and I and I I agree like I'm I I everyone sees the grass green on the other side and they go my sister goes I'm jealous like you just like how are you like how do you even have money <laughs> like how are you working on music all the time and I like work at this job and stuff and and I tell her all the time I'm like well a you can do it too and when we have those chats and I I'm like what do you want to what is your passion whatever like I can help you. It's, it's doable. We start talking about it. And then she goes, Oh, like, I don't actually want to do that. I, I actually like my job and I like that my day ends at five and I like that I have benefits and I, and I, I don't care for any of that. And I go, there you go. So are you really jealous? But I go like, you also don't understand like the crazy roller coaster it is, um, taking th- this type of lifestyle up the, the always being stressed. I mean, I manage it well. That's why I do it, why I think I can make it, but always being pressured about money, about having something not commercially or whatever succeed after years and years of work and just routinely failing in a, hopefully failing upwards, but just routinely failing in a, in a sense, um, you know, it's all relative. If I become successful, everyone will look at these failures as the journey. But if I fail, they're just failures. And um, it's it's tough to tell the difference because people go both ways all the time. But it's a mental absolute battle. It takes extreme either not thinking about it, which a lot of success, successful people are fortunate enough that they have a predisposition to certain work habits and life habits that lead them to success without really thinking about it. Or you're a hyper thinker like myself who has to battle the realities of being realistic and self-doubt and am I going to make it and what are the odds and am I really talented and this and that and and also just seeing your flaws and seeing your failures and, and all this stuff in pure HD because you're such a mental person um, it creates this battle for as I talk about in this episode happiness and reflection and self-doubt and um, which is why you know some people struggle is X my struggle is Y my struggle is managing all that while still chugging forward but yeah I talk about that in this episode and uh, maybe it will help you if you're working a more traditional lifestyle to be thankful that you um, have stability and you have benefits and you and you. F- it's not a bad thing to fit into a role in society. It's fucking brilliant to have a purpose and be happy about it. That also fits uh, a, a narrative. When I was doing things that society, when I when my path matched well with society, it was very easy to be happy. When I worked a nine to five job in my summers, I felt like a million bucks 
just like society wise, putting on my suit, riding the bus to work. I was like, what up people? We're all in this together. Like that feeling super nice. And in uh, part of me always wishes um, that I was just happy with it, but I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for what I'm doing. Cause you know, I, I, I find deep, deep, deep enjoyment in it, but you get that crippling society doesn't fuck with you feeling where I'm, I'm sitting on a Friday morning, not at work, doing a podcast. And, and if it's not doing well, then people go, you're, you know, society goes, you're wasting your time. You're this, you're that. And all the ups and downs that come with it, friends, not understanding they like the jokes people used to make about me just not working. And I let it fly because I totally understand where it's coming from. They don't, it doesn't look like I'm working. And sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm working. Fair enough. But there are definitely periods of times where I'm just fucking grinding myself to the bone for no reward. And then I come home to the old fam or friends and they're like, no, like I love to be like, fucking Trav doesn't work. Like, oh, they like ask me like, you know, like you can help me move on Tuesday. Like as if I I don't have anything to do. And, and, and you're, I, I'm fine. I, those are the types of jokes I make. And they don't, I'm a-okay with it, but it is a part of the whole mixture of like, I, you don't get that external reinforcement, um, that often they'll tell you that they support you and all your friends will tell you your music is great and that they like your podcast, which is great. These are outputs, but, um, your input doesn't get validated in this career path, which is a, a really fun, um, challenge because it does in other usually i'd say in other work paths you know if you work 80 hours at the office it's measured and it's paid and you go hey i I worked an 80 hour week and people go you're a grinder i don't even know how many hours i work because it's whenever and it's whatever and sometimes it's morning till night all day and sometimes it's all weekend and sometimes it's i don't even know but there is no ticker going off there's no dollar symbol attached to it um there's no happiness or societal thumbs up and there's your parents telling you you got to do better make more money there's girls telling you that you know you're not good enough or whatever like it's it's um it's the challenge so uh this episode i talk about happiness of a creative field especially in covid it's a grind but it's a fun it's a fun challenge and if if you're looking at the video right now i'm talking through a SM7B, which is the microphone you see all the big profesh podcasters and singers using. And I'm, I'm pumped. If this sounds better, let me know because I might buy this thing. I'm renting it because I'm doing vocals at home for some of the tracks because we just flat out, it's just too expensive to keep doing them in the studio. We've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on these songs and the vocals are something that. Uh, I, I kind of do a good job at at home and my home pr- production setup is like really solid and um, I'm going to save some money. And honestly, with every studio day, that's, I could buy one of these fucking mics. So three studio days to do th- vocals on and, mi- and mixing on three songs, I could buy 1500 bucks worth of gear. So, and plugins and shit. So maybe, maybe I buy this thing. So uh, yeah, I'm using the, podcasting mic for this one i feel profesh i get him i get in the moody stuff and um yeah hopefully it it shows uh a side of things that maybe you didn't see make you happier about your own sitch and if you're like feeling like i'm feeling 
then you know hopefully gives you some positivity because I, I do give at the end of the podcast the light the silver lining of it all and hey at the end of the day we're making music and we got summer coming so it's it's only up from here folks let's rock let's get into it na 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 I'm almost famous chill out mom I'm doing it my own way I'm almost famous I'll freak off yet I'll make my money someday liking this mic. I'm liking the vibe. I feel like a professional podcaster. Got the whole, man, like what am I missing? You know, I got the lights. I got the camera. I got the SM7B. I could do ASMR right now if I wanted to. Hey, how are you doing out there? Listen, everything's going to be okay. That's what they do. That's it. People are freaks. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I think I need. I think I need to detox. I think I need to detox from the internet, TikTok, everything. My mind is mush, and it's. I think it's affecting my happiness. I think there's a lot of things affecting my happiness, but uh, yeah, let's do an episode about happiness. Let's do an episode checking in. How is this individual trying to become a rock star, notoriously happy person, doing? Let's. I. I honestly, the only reason I'm saying it is because I'm slightly hungover. I did not sleep last night very well because, um, in the middle of the night, my computer fell off my bed. Why was it on my bed? Great question. Great fucking question. And it three thirty smash woke up my roommates myself, and caused a bit of a panic. They thought I fell over in my room. Called me, couldn't go back to sleep for a couple hours. Mind was just racing, and I just realized like I'm I'm back to a not great state, and I've I've been here before, not as bad earlier in COVID, and this is this is a very unique experience to COVID for me. Like I've been sad before with my concussions, with my head injuries, because those lasted years. And there was times when I didn't actually even understand my injury. And like, I thought my brain was messed up, which it was, but like unfixably. And I didn't understand the rest of the forces at work. And there was dark times always when you're recovering from like an injury like that. But there was still like this, you know, kind of, I'm always able to maintain a positive attitude because I was like, you know what? head injury. I can still think, I can still talk, I can still like do things normally even though my head feels weird. Like I'm pretty fortunate in the grand scheme of things. Like life's still good and that's like what I do with everything. And you know, a couple dark times, but with like what was going on at the time, I was able to turn into a positive. I was like, okay, you know, maybe think of maybe this is an opportunity to think of a career that you know what like what 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 can I do with the way my head feels that will make me feel good and it brought me back to like you know music the arts and you know just actually like take taking 
being a little less stressed about things that weren't as important. So it was like, I turned in positive, blah, 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 kind of for the most part managed the injury and got back to like, I'd say like 90%, 85% good feeling and uh, <clears throat> got back to work and, you know, life was kind of rolling again. But um, in COVID, man, it's been tough. Happiness has been a grind. Um, and, and it's been a grind because of something like it's hard to explain and and i don't know if it affects all people i really don't like if you got a family or if you got obligations or a job or a routine that you just kind of maintained like yeah you're sad you can't do x or y but there were i think there was a lot of people that you know maybe their mental health took a little bit of a impact but they're just you know they're, they're uh, it didn't like nothing too drastic but I know there's a lot of people like suicides have been crazy in COVID. So there's definitely a lot of people who it affects. And for me, I'm definitely, I put myself in the more affected category and I've given it some thought. I've done some pods about it, you know, in the past, but it's really like kind of a weird motivation, happiness, like superficial happiness thing that I don't understand. And I was thinking about it last night and like, you know, when you're hungover, you don't get a lot of sleep. You're kind of, you're kind of in your feelings a little bit. You know, you, you spend two hours awake in the middle of the night, you, you, your mind's gonna race. So like you just, I just woke up this morning, just kind of soak in a weird vibe. And I was thinking about how, like, it's not an excuse for, for anything, but like COVID lockdown almost legitimately wiped out all of my sources of happiness and i think happiness and motivation are quite linked for me and like positivity and anything is possible and like i think all of these things got challenged like if i'm not working hard that affects my happiness if i'm not succeeding or getting to do things that affects my happiness but also there's a lot of external things that make me happy even when things aren't going well in life um, that just got shut down. And it's weird because I, I really hold the belief and a lot of studies show, and I thought this was the case that the source of long-term happiness is relationships, like good relationships with your family, your partner, your friends, and having, you know, that core group of people that you can, you know, get love from or count on or whatever is, is one of the top sources of happiness and a lot of these same studies cite that you know financial success beyond a certain degree does not contribute to happiness and these superficial things and you know f having nice cars fancy clothes does not make you happy and um that instagram and all this stuff makes people sad like it, all this shit and talking about how caring what other people think is is a bad or like getting your happiness from you know showing off or I don't know, like getting things that it's, it's weird. Like, like a uh, social validation, they said, you know, everyone tells you is not important. So I thought it was that. And in normal times, pre COVID, I was like, yeah, I, I thought I was like, Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy because I have that foundation. I'm, I'm happy because I'm a happy person because X I'm a happy person because Y. 
but what was weird and I, I also had beliefs about my motivation and stuff. I'm a motivation motivated person that works hard because of X and I'm going to be successful because of Y. And then in COVID, not only did I see my motivation shatter to zero, I also saw my happiness like take a serious, serious hit. And I thought I was just unhappy because I wasn't working. And when, I, when I'm not, you know, productive and creating and like pursuing something, I, I get really like kind of down. But then um, recently on on the pod in the last four months, it was like after a breakup and I was like pretty close to fucking my version of rock bottom. Just like, I I just was like, okay, the solution is I'm not motivated. So just be disciplined. So just do the work and don't worry about your motivation. So I created routines for like three or four months I got up super early. I went for runs in the morning. I, I blocked out my day with a routine of, you know, process-oriented work, like do a little bit of work on music, do a little bit of work on making money, do some things that make you uncomfortable sales, do your workout, eat right, follow this routine. And I mean, I did it for a couple months and you, I can see the, I can see the f- like it, it did have an effect and I was at the very least, you know, figuring some things out that needed to be figured out. That's why I'm sitting in, you know, I'm in a new place, which is a fantastic place, like a very nice place to live. Um, I have a home studio set up. We got a home gym that's like now a quarter built, I'd say. Um, I got, I purchased some things that I've been wanting for a while and we got a bunch of music in studio and a music video on the way and like things are in motion and uh, so like things did happen as a result of it, but I'm still like, I, I what I'd say is kind of unhappy, which is weird. Like, so I, I, I thought it was only because I wasn't, and, and what that caused is it caused me to have another kind of like relapse of like, I, I, the other day, I think two weeks ago, and this is also correlated with my, my podcast lapse. <clears throat> it was just like I couldn't figure out why I was getting up early and why I was running and I didn't really you know I, I understand that the enjoy the enjoyment isn't immediate and that's why I stuck to a routine for months and months and months but I mean I was hoping at some point to go over a ledge of like okay I'm in a routine now like you enjoy this and whatever but I mean, I, I couldn't figure out why I was getting up at 6 a.m. And I'd get up and it would always suck. And don't get me wrong, it got so much easier and easier over time. Like I stopped setting an alarm uh, and would just get up early, early. So I, I just kind of like reprogrammed myself. And I really did enjoy the morning run. I, I learned to enjoy that, but I never learned to want to get out and run. So it was, it'd be weird, like, I'd want to run mentally because I knew I liked it, but I would get up early and I'd be like 6 a.m. so tired because I only had like six, seven hours of sleep tops and I need sleep. And I was just forcing myself to do this because I just was like putting, trying to put myself in a super productive mode. And I realized I just live at extremes and like, I can't, (laughs) it's either I'm full speed or I'm no speed and it's not, it doesn't, I don't know. It's just like this weird doesn't really make sense to me. Um, 
I was getting up early, I was doing this stuff and I would be so tired during the day that, yeah, I would block out times to do stuff. Like I'll work on a little bit of music, but I'd just be sitting there like tired <laughs> working on music or I would do, I'd be like, I got to do some sales and I would just like send like two emails and be like, I'm gassed. <laughs> and I also think the lack of sleep was affecting like my testosterone, my like just general like Zwata Vive and and just like being a total sedentary loser was also doing the same. So I, I just took a step back from it and um, fell off completely just for a couple weeks because uh, without routine, I, I immediately reverted. So I was like, okay, I need a new routine, one that's more balanced, one that involves happiness, um, which I think requires sleep, um, which requires like some tending to my my needs, not just what I think is a good day. Um, but without the routine. So I, I zapped the routine. I was like, okay, I'm just not going to get early. I got to catch up on some sleep. I'm like, I, I think after three or four months, I realized that I can get up early, but only if I go to bed early and 10 is just too early to go to bed. So maybe I get up at seven or seven thirty. Like I, there's a middle ground. I don't need to get up at six, especially when I have nowhere to go. Like, like I was explaining to my roommates. I'm like, why am I doing this? I literally just spend more time to do things during the day because I'm tired and I'm getting up early and spending like hours in the morning. Like just, it's it's almost like I, I could probably sleep more and work more concentrated and get the same amount done and not torture myself. But, you know, part of me like torturing myself <laughs> to pay back for the, the months of being totally sedentary in, in the initial lockdowns in like the first six months. And, um, I don't know. So yeah, I'm back at the state where I'm trying to rethink what to do. I still am a believer that process and discipline and focus is the answer. There, there, there is no question in my mind that the people that succeed have, have a grip on that. But I also got to find a way to be happy. Um, and like, that's like, that's like on my mind right now. And when you're unhappy and I'm not saying like unhappy and like, um, like it's, it's, it's all relative. Like I still think I'm much more positive than maybe the average person. And no matter how sad I get, my outlook is always glass half full. It's always optimistic. Uh, so I, I, I say sad as a relative scale to my, my generally above, you know, average happiness and positivity. I feel very, you know, like very low compared to that, but I'm still like, I wake up in the morning, just happy to be here and, you know, have that. It's not, it's not total depression. It's relative depression. Yeah. So I got off track there. I was uh, focusing on happiness and, and like building out a routine and, and, and think about what makes you happy. And man, it's like tripping me out. To, to tie it back to what I said of, of the meaningful sources of happiness and how like when COVID came, the thing I enjoyed most about my career change, my creative career change was entertainment. I realized that more than I like necessarily grinding the, of the making of the music, which I enjoy aspects of, but there's so many just fucking dead ends and annoying parts that, you know, I, uh, it's, it's like a love hate, but I like full, full on love entertaining. 
I love the finished product. Entertaining for me is like showing someone a song and them liking it and being like, yeah, or playing that, playing that show and feeling the fucking life flow through you. And when I'm on stage, I, I literally feel the best I ever feel. It's, it's, it's the same as when I'm on a dirt bike or I'm on the ski do or, or sea do, or I'm doing vehicle stuff. Cause I love that feeling too, of like the adrenaline and the speed and the freedom. And, and it's like the only time in my life, it's when I'm on the bike, you're going around the track or I'm on stage where I just feel like I'm fucking alive. Like my head injury stuff. I can't feel it. I don't feel the, the, the 24 seven migraine anymore. I'm focused on one thing that I don't feel the stresses of life. I feel unreal and you know, like gone. It's just been gone for a year. I've, I've no like shows to look forward to. Um, and it, it, we weren't able to get into the studio for the better part of a year. And we've only recently been able to get back in there, um, due to a parts of the studio closure and, parts of us being in shambles because we didn't like we were moving the band was potentially going to split up that's why it's only me on the podcast now is because like we were we were going through like a uh a period ourselves where we just weren't in a state to get in the studio and make music and then we got through it we're living in a, in a place we have a studio now we're back to work and we had this whole body of music from the last year and we're in studio working on it but like uh, it's it's not um, it's not enough. You know what I mean? It's not it's not filling me up. And and hockey was the other thing. I did hockey like three or four times a week since I graduated uni. Um, you know, on and off. Some seasons, like summer seasons, maybe only twice a week. But in the winter, I would be on two teams and would routinely get called to play for like another team two to three times a week. And then on the extremes, I guess four times, I would just play the fuck out of hockey, and that was my entire social life. Um, you'd see the guys on the different teams, you'd get that male bonding energy, that competition, that exercise, that you know sense of purpose and in social purpose, and that would bring me a lot of fucking enjoyment. I do that, I do that all the time. I would never stop. Like if it's one of those things where if I like doing something. I would just keep going and going and going. Like if there was a hockey game after and they needed bodies, if I didn't have somewhere to be or I could do it, I'd always do it. I just, like, I can't get enough. And that was gone. Social activity, I don't know how, I did not realize how important it was until it was gone too. Like just seeing people, talking to them about their life is a major source of not only motivation, but idea generation of, of like, there is a, there's parts of me that need it so bad being seen. It's weird to say because it seems vain, but like being seen, having, having like, it was a part of the reason why I work out and why I maintain an appearance is like, I want to look good. I want to present this image, you know, of this fit, good looking dude, rock star doing well for himself and it's a motivation to present an image not saying that that's a false image that i'm putting up a front but just like putting your best foot forward gone and it's yeah it, it seems vain because i have my family relationships are great my friend my close friendships my roommates and my my core group of boys we talk all the time 
but we just have nowhere to be together really outside of my house, which is like, yeah. So I, I, I look to things to like quench it, like gaming. And that's why I got so addicted to gaming is because I just was trying to get through this period, just like block it out. And gaming was a way to be social, kind of brought back those hockey vibes. You have your core teammates. And because I liked it, I will never stop <laughs> as long as I don't have to. And in COVID, I really didn't have to because I had nowhere to be. And I, I, because I worked for myself, I kind of could shut my stuff down and I got hardcore, like addicted to it, but like in a really unhealthy way, like just pushing like real life aside. And it's, it's like one of the major things that also caused my, my, like I got, I got a girlfriend in COVID and like four months in, like she just pulled the plug. And I, I honestly was thinking about this in my anxiety last night of like, I got to get closure on that. I got to talk to her um, because her perception of me is this guy that I'm not, um, which is funny. Uh, it's just like, and, and I remember when the relationship ended, she was like, you know, you're this, you're this, and I don't think you're going to change it. It wasn't really around gaming. It was more around like, you know, stuff that I know are, were a result of my mental state of just being like, always playing video games, like not really in the real world, kind of like in a dis, I was, a, I was like in a disassociated state, um, and uh, in COVID relationships get fast tracked and I'm such a slow mover in relationships. And it was funny cause like years and years and years, I haven't really been boyfriend and girlfriend with anyone since my like original long-term girlfriend. And it's because I move so fucking slow and I don't have any emotional intelligence. Um, or I have, I have like a really weird, like I just don't know the fuck I'm feeling. And feelings come really slow because I'm hyper-focused on my career and myself, which sounds selfish, but it's like my number one priority is like figure out a life for yourself, a purpose on this fucking earth. And that takes up so much of my my mental capacity. Um, yeah, and what's weird is that I didn't, ha I wasn't pursuing all that stuff in COVID. So you think I'd have all the time in the world, but I just filled it with video games and just mental block. Like I, I would, I wouldn't deal with reality. Just listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube video, um, just do anything but be like alive. <laughs> and, uh, it's crazy, but that's the truth of it. And I've talked about it a bunch on the pod and I'm not, I'm like 0% ashamed of it. It's, it's real life. And I definitely cannot be the only one. The, um, the, so yeah, that, that person, that person I was dating, you know, we're going through it and she's like, okay, you know, a couple months in, what are we? What do we tell people we are? And she's like, I'm like, oh, boyfriend or girlfriend is fine. Like, I have no issues with labels. I'm not afraid of commitment like people think um, that, I, that I've that i dated in the past. I'm fine with calling it boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm fine with labels. I'm fine with being exclusive, especially in COVID. Um, uh, but the same issues kind of persist of... You know, am I the guy that's saying good morning or good night? Am I the guy that's, you know, being an attentive and astute boyfriend and um, all that stuff? I get there, but like, I, I didn't even know, like, I don't even know if I, uh, uh, I like people. Like I, I had a crush on this girl and, and that's why we started talking and, and whatever. And I crush, and I, you know, physical attraction and they have an energy that, that you like, 
but for me it's like there's like and then there's like like where you're like oh like i i actually like you know you have that um i like this person i want to you know i don't know whatever that next step is it takes me a while to get there and then i've still never been to love i don't even know what love other than like i have a deep love for a person like i'd do anything for them but i I, i've never felt that like butterfly love and um so yeah with this person they're like okay we're boyfriend girlfriend a couple months in and i'm okay i'm a-okay and i'm having a really good time like very positive person i was so happy like happy and you know it's tough for that person because they just see this like version of me that's just doing nothing really just and yeah i still have charisma and jokes and it's still like you know but i i now looking back think about all my relationships leading up to this one and the same issues were there it just was masked because i was doing so much and i just thought i was busy focused on myself but it's it's like with work i realized that when i didn't have work the same issues arise and it's more just you know it's more just a personal problem uh, but magnified way way magnified because um prior to covid you know you could go on dates social events you had so much to do together that even a less than you know stellar plan maker or like astute person you're doing a bunch of things you're baking memories you're you're learning if you like the person and i mean in covid we didn't fucking do anything it's come over to my house walk around a park you know let's like the highlights would be like one or two events with friends maybe three three or four times you know at the family cottage and go for a drive like it, it's it's really hard to like kind of like really have those um i'd say like feeling progression moments or, or or experiences for me where i get to know someone better and then you have things to talk about and a reason to text like oh did you see so and so did this or and also on top of that i wasn't even so she wasn't getting that version of me but but i was also not like showing her that oh it's because i'm making a bunch of music or i'm making money or i'm like doing all this stuff that shows her like there's promise or it was just weird so she has this like version of me and i i fucked up i I, I talked to this in the breakup episode but i fucked up her birthday she got a covid scare during her birthday and this was just like the straw that broke the camel's back um so I had plans to take her like pumpkin picking and have like a little cutie birthday, but it was still like, so I, I just, in hindsight, I'm so cringed just at the way I handle things. But in the time when you're disassociated, you just like, I just wasn't thinking about anything and, um, like getting her gifts and stuff. I was like, she wanted like a really expensive pair of sweatpants and I just didn't have a lot of money cause I wasn't working. And I was like, Oh, like, or she wanted like a really expensive sweatsuit. And I was like, oh, like I'll give you, I'll pay for like $250 of it. If you want to buy the rest, it was like maybe another 150 bucks or whatever. And I mean, it's just so lame. <laughs> like it's so lame of a gift. It's not thoughtful. It's just basically like, hey, you're worth like 250 bucks to me. And like, I, anyway, I just cringy in, in hindsight. Um, the pump and pitch- picking would have been nice. I would have taken her in like a little convertible car I have and whatever, but she got a COVID scare the night before her birthday. So she texts me and she goes, Oh, I got to lock it down. We'll just postpone my birthday plans. And I was like, great, we'll postpone this. I was going to take her like to the store to get the stuff. Cause she'd have to try it on and the pumpkin picking, whatever. 
was it pumpkin picking or apple picking? I can't remember. And then on her actual birthday, so I I was like, well, like, what do you, what should we do? Like, she's like, nothing. There's nothing we can do. Like, sh- uh, um, I was like, okay, like my buddies want to go golfing, so like maybe I'll just go golfing. She's like, hundred percent. She's like, I don't care about birthdays. I'm not a big birthday girl at all. Like, couldn't stress it enough. So me as a dumb guy is like. I actually don't care about birthdays either, like zero. So when I tell someone I don't care about birthdays, on my birthday, um, if she did nothing and didn't call me, it it's weird to say. If she had a reason, I wouldn't have given a fuck. If she's like, oh my God, I was golfing all day or I was painting fucking my nails or, or I don't know what girls do. I was um, with my friends um, for a girl's day. I actually literally have no idea what girls do. It's, it's, I'm dumb. The, um, the, if she had a reason, I'd be like, like literally no problem. Um, I wished her happy birthday on midnight. I stayed up and I was like, happy birthday. I'm golfing like early in the morning. So I wish you happy birthday now. And I'll give you a call tomorrow when I'm done golf. Maybe I didn't tell her that I was golfing 36 holes, but 36 holes takes eight hours. And it was at two different golf courses and it was like a nine and a half hour day because the, the, the tee times are spread out. And so I didn't call her until 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. And I didn't even realize she was mad at me because I am emotionally unintelligent, but she just sounded tired. I'm like, oh, you're tired. And I was like, are you sad? Because, or I, I tell she was sad, but I was like, are you sad because like your birthday kind of got ruined by COVID and that sucks. Like, I can't wait to take you pumpkin picking. It's going to be dope. And she was like, yeah, like that's it. But she's like, my friend stopped by today and like they did a pop by and I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. You don't golf 36 holes. You golf 18 holes and you do a fucking pop by. You pop by with, with something like, I'm just not thoughtful when I was in that state. And, um, so it's like, so I was like, ah, right. But didn't think anything of it. I was like, let me know when you get your you know, results back that you're good to go and we'll do your birthday. We'll do it right. I'll make up for it. And she's like, cool. The next day I'm painting the front of my house. Just happened to line up that way. My mom and I had it in the books, um, full Saturday, big project for two people, um, like scaffolding, painting like the entire front of a house. And I started early in the morning and I finished late and the entire day spent painting, paint all over my hands. Don't have my phone on me. Um, just trying to get this job done because we're running out of daylight and it's kind of like a one-shot deal. Again, maybe I didn't tell her, but in her mind, from her perspective, uh, I just didn't call her the entire next day. And at the end of the painting day, gassed, like can't even see straight. I, I worked myself like to exhaustion and I just passed the fuck out. I showered and I just went to bed, passed the fuck out. Wake up in the morning, to the text. Hey, like it's not working like this and that we need to talk. I didn't even know I fucked up. I thought the relationship was like, like three days before I thought the relationship was going great. She'd given me some like, Hey, like you got to do better if you want to keep me. And I was like, yep, I know I'm, I'm a shit guy. Like I was, I was trying to explain to her that I'm, that this isn't me that I'm, I have a problem. I was like, I'm in a, I'm in a bad place. COVID me is not me. It's not a permanent thing, I promise. And she was like, oh, okay, I understand. But like, at some point, you're going to be, you're going to have to be like a better dude. <laughs> essentially her thing. And she kind of gave me like two light 
talking to's very light i didn't and and she she did it so light that i didn't even realize um that the birthday was the third strike but the the birthday was apparently the third strike and and she was like you know I'd, like it, because of this on the birthday you know you, you didn't call me during the day and she's like you know i wish i didn't get this covid scare because if we just had had a normal birthday like i wouldn't even have had these thoughts and i guarantee you her friends were just in her ear like they did a popeye and they're like oh like your your boyfriend didn't even do a popeye and it was funny because i was like thinking about it and in hindsight because i move so slow when i said labels weren't important to me and i said i'm fine to be boyfriend and girlfriend that to people and i think to her meant like you act like a boyfriend then but for me like i can see someone for months and months and months like my first girlfriend we were seeing each other casually for eight months before the summertime came and i had these feelings of like oh like i kind of like want to date her you know <laughs> and so with this girl like we got right into it and yeah we're calling each other boyfriend girlfriend but i was at the at the point she broke up with me in hindsight i wasn't acting like a boyfriend because i didn't feel i was just starting and i mean like it was just starting to feel like a thing I don't know why I've gone on such a huge tangent, but it's like, I guess it's like an important part of like, um, my, my like happiness reflection is cause it's not so much talking about work or motivation should I normally talk about, but it was like, just like general well being, And, um, uh, I was realizing that, yeah, it's like, um, I'm not happy with the way that things ended because, um, she broke up with me and like, I tried to explain myself. I was like, ah, fuck, I, I know I made a mistake. I should have done a pop by and I was painting the next day. And she just like kind of took it as excuses and fair enough. Like, um, so I was like, so she, so she's like, let me think about it. Like after I told her everything and the next day she still decided to end it. And this was a phone call. So like, imagine you go from thinking you're going to take, uh, the girl you're dating out for a birthday thing to three days later being broken up on a phone call. So it's like the last time you saw her, things were great. And then you're broken up. So it's like on that phone call, I was like explaining to her, and this, it sounds, it sounds mean and it sounds insensitive. And that's why like, I'm not maybe a great dad, guy to date. And that's why I'm so comfortable not dating people because I suck at it. Um, is, um, I, I told her, I was like, I don't, cause like, it's a terrible thing to say to someone when they're breaking up with you. But I was like, I, I, I was like, I take your word on it. I was like, if you don't want to date me anymore, and you're this confident about it. Like you thought about it with everything. Like I was like, I, let me make it clear. Like I don't want to, I don't want to end the relationship. And I think it's really premature. And I think you're not seeing, you know, the the real me. But I was like, if you're this confident, and I was like, it's probably you're probably seeing bigger issues. Like I'm like, I I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I was like, she's probably seeing like, she's seeing she is seeing the bigger picture. Like she she doesn't actually. It's not just my like funked out not me state. Like she just doesn't. She doesn't fuck with, with me as a person. There's not the, the chemistry there. But the more I think about it in hindsight, and like after that breakup, I was like, no, I was like, there's not a fucking chance she knew that she knew the real me. We barely had enough time to get there, and I was not in a state to share that and be that person. So I was like, so it, it was like, um, I didn't really get closure on that, and and it's because i was just starting to i was like just starting to, to like actually get to that like 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 be a boyfriend okay like i could see this continuing and so i i didn't get to to continue it so when she dumped me 
the way I am when some dumps me is I don't necessarily, I mean, because I hadn't got to the point yet where I knew, I, I, I barely got to the point where I knew whether I like, liked, liked or, or not. All I could think of was like, okay, she's super confident about it and I wasn't sure. So she must be right. So instead of like fighting for something, I just, I do my best to improve myself and move on. I was like, you're in the shitter. That's when I, you know, that's when I just revamped my whole life. Moved, um, moved places finally, did a, lo- a bunch of things I was on the to-do list that have been lagging, um, got my shit together, started the, the discipline routine, got my money in order, um, you know, just, just got my life back together. And, you know, o- always kind of thinking about, um, like, the the breakup as being like a in, an indicator that you were not in control and like you 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 weren't even able to put it uh, your best foot forward with like that person and um and it comes back to like now like when the discipline thing was going 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 and and um I started seeing uh someone new and the, the person I'm seeing now is not very like isn't pushing the same like let's what are we like let's 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 move these milestones and um so that's why i think i think this person is not expecting um like it's not expecting as much from me because because it's not the labels and stuff yet but also because i just got out of a relationship and i told her i was like i'm still kind of a little bit fucked up and she's and, sh- and she's fine with it too because um, she's, she's had some, you know, hairy relationships and she was like, I kind of just, kind of just want to date someone you know, or like not, not those words, but just like see someone. And so like, it, it's, um, that it, that's why it's working because I'm still like working through the core issues of, you know, getting dumped and, 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 uh, trying to figure out just like my general happiness and my, my career and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was like, f- these these things of like I don't know it's like um, things that I thought were important like closure and like talking with someone and like even after a breakup even though maybe you don't necessarily want to get back together um, you know I don't know it's just like it's kind of important and, and um, that was something affecting my happiness too is just like just knowing that's that this person just has like this perception of you, but also knowing that that is like your current perception. And the reason I didn't mean to talk about that for that long, but that's something I was thinking about last, last night as well. So it got in the mix. Um, I was listening to Kristen's podcast, accidental friends, and I was listening to her episode on their first loves. And Kristen made this comment where, um, she was talking about like her, her kind of like self, crises with love and relationships and she's much better at it than I am like somewhat of an expert been in many relationships where she's felt love or had deep connections or whatever and she was talking about her like one of her identity crises was um she was like this independent like girl that was friends with a lot of guys and just seemed like she's always going to land on her feet and everything's okay and like she's tough and because she's kind of tomboyish and um, like had all these characteristics of being a this person that people are like oh like she's gonna be fine like she's look she's doing whatever and then she's like but 
I wasn't doing fine and I didn't feel like I was those things. And like the fact that people were telling me this and I used to think I was that too, but now I'm realizing I'm not that. And I'm, she's like, I'm not even what people tell me or think I am. It was like a bit of a crisis. And I, I like, that's that like, for, it, like it hit home with me. Whereas I'm someone up until COVID who everyone would believe or tell me all my friends my parents my mentors my teachers fucking everyone except for my original ex-girlfriend's dad who just saw me for the guess the fucking scrub i was um we're like you're gonna be successful you got something special you got this like whatever it is i know you're gonna be good at it because you have x y and z and you're and and i i believed it too i was like yes i am gonna be i am fucking all these things and when you know, uh, COVID when it went away, it was like, and, and even when it comes to girls, like I used to think like I'm desirable, I'm charismatic. I, I, I'd be a treat to date, even if, you know, the, the relationship doesn't go to marriage, which I think a lot of mine won't because I have, you know, these issues and I think the right girl will come along and, and solve it, um, eventually, but I'm a good guy to date because it's fun and you learn a lot about, you know, the male psyche. It's like, it's like I'm the fucking good luck Chuck of dating because when a girl dates me, I'm not emotionally available, but I'm mentally super available. Like I, I will tell you exactly what I'm feeling. I'll tell you the 100% truth. Um, I'll answer all your questions that it seems that a lot of people play games and a lot of people that are going through relationships, date guys with mental problems uh, maybe different than mine where there's shadiness or like lying or like they don't actually fully understand. And then they start dating me and um, they'll, they'll like ask me a question. And I'll be like, I don't know if I like you yet. And like, this is like this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, but like, what about when you don't text me? And I'll give the unadulterated, like real answers, like not a, um, although I was maybe a fuck boy at one point in my life, not a fuck boy answers, which is like, I, I'm not texting you and it has 0% to do with you. You know, like these types of answers. Like I'm not texting you because, um, or like initiating conversations all the time or it's got nothing to do with how much I like you. And sorry, when I say I don't like, I don't know if I like you yet. I don't say it like, um, I mean the like, like, I mean that like next level. I, I, the people I date, I like, I have crushes on, I have like those feelings for, but it's that next level feeling that, you know, I, I, I really takes me a while to get to that more deeper connection. Um, and it's probably because of my like lack of understanding and availability that I take so long. Like if I focused on it, like if, if I focused on anything, I'd get there a lot quicker. If I was like, Hey, are we like, let's hang out. How are you doing? Like, are we compatible? But because I don't do that and I'm actually not a very, I'm very easy to please. I'm okay with dating someone that may not, like I'm not, checking the boxes for marriage am i gonna marry oh does she do this or that i'm just like am i having fun yeah am i learning from this girl is she exciting yeah and then i'm happy which is weird so that's why i don't seek to to do more but they're not happy or they're happy only for a period of time and then we split up because i say i'm like listen these are my issues this is exactly how i feel this is my emotional intelligence if you ever have any doubts or any questions like just ask me and i'll tell you exactly what i'm feeling and it's not romantic but like, that's just, that's just kind of where I'm at. And, and 
always when these relationships end with the exception or, or maybe not even the exception of the last one it always ends with a a good note because they're like listen um like it's it's not working because i need x or y and i don't think you're you're going to be that guy and i usually by that point i'm like you know what i kind of feel the same way but i i was still having a great time but you know if ever you don't feel like you're having a great time or i'm getting in the way of you know you being able to to meet the guy that you now know you want because it's not me then let's split up and like these girls often and i don't know if they they date like guys that they don't show off in between but often i find that the next guy that they get with is like a really solid dude i don't know and this isn't always the case but like just i guess more recently like the five or six girls i dated um in the past five or six whatever um years like they and i i I probably has nothing to do with me but i always wondered if it's like they get the games out of their system and they just talk to a guy that's not afraid to just tell them exactly how they feel. And then they go, Oh, I don't actually want this guy. Who's like, I don't, I don't know how to self-describe myself. I don't know how people see me. I only have tidbits of self-image, but they say I'm kind of like confident and a little bit of that, like bad boy. Not that I'm like a bad person, but just like, I don't give them that nice guy attention or whatever even though i'm not doing it intentionally it's kind of like matching that like kind of like what girls like about not fuck boys or douchey guys but whatever that factor is i bring that while also being nice and you know it's intriguing it's okay and i make this guy you know like me or whatever and then they realize that you know yeah they may want some of those things but they also want a guy who's prioritizing them in the relationship especially at our age especially for girls at our age younger girls um it wasn't so much a thing but now they're like no like like if you're not ready i'm ready like prioritize me or like whatever and then they meet this guy who's i'm hoping not like a psychopath and probably has a lot of the 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 good that they would have learned that they do and don't like and you know i don't know it's it's a weird thought but yeah chris was talking about how these people have an image of you and 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 i'm not fitting this image to myself i'm not even portraying it to this this girl i was dating and it really causes like a psycho psychological battle um but it's it's always it's always intriguing to me like it's i i always find it interesting my, my mental battles and i think i'm super fortunate to be someone who at some point in my life removed myself from my emotions which is I'd say the key, the only key to my like persistence and why no matter what ups or downs I push through because breakups or this or that, like I'll, I always know I'll be fine. I'm like, I'll be fine because I've never once believed that, um, when I say never once in my adult life, uh, after, um, the injuries and stuff I went through, I, I read a few books and I got to a mental place where I understood that I'm separate, you know, from the voices in my head, the anxiety or the the sadness and i'm always the guy above that that's just like all right like oh so some girl dumped you and you didn't get closure you know are you what can you do about it and if there's not much i can do or whatever what can you do about it just work on yourself like i these kind of answers come from the person above and no matter if i'm sad like today you know was in my feelings woke up like what what have i been doing like what what kind of person thinking about the girl even i'm seeing now and being like is she happy like what does she think of me 
um, and think about all the things I miss and being like, oh, wait, wait, wait. But I was, I just like had my coffee, got to, got to it. And, and the voice I had was like, Hey man, you're feeling some things, make a podcast. And the same voice was like, Hey man, you're feeling some things. You're a musician, make a song, make fucking music. <laughs> you have outlets, uh, which again, I'm fortunate for. So, um, I'm enjoying being in my feelings. I'm enjoying the reflection, but I really need to figure out how do you make find some happiness and as the sun comes out and the you know the winter funk dissipates i already feel it upward trending i did some things recently that have brought me a lot of joy which i i can't talk about yet you'll know why in a few episodes um you know got uh i got some heavy weights i bought some heavy weights because i just need to lift heavy the gym that's the, that's the thing i forgot to mention when i and i said that covid took away everything i loved i love working out and being in shape i love it and it was it was like yeah maybe i would like hate the idea of having to go to the gym to get it but i'd always love being at the gym and i'd love the results of it and not not having that i'll tell you what do, doing body weight workouts Maybe great for your health. Not, didn't do it for me for my mental health. I'm like, oh, I'm doing like fucking body weight crunchers and I'm doing a uh, bicycle kick. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> I love throwing heavy weights around and I will force myself to do health oriented exercises and stuff. Um, but only when I have that like extra motivation, I get a lift around heavy weight. So I bought some 80, five to 80 pound adjustable dumbbells. Chinese made crap still 450 bucks because everyone's psycho for workout gear right now and got a bench we have these rubber mats and the gym is as I said like a quarter built because I want more but just being able to lift heavy again is going to be a big boost to my happiness I'm seeing friends a little bit more that we got first vax and um, I really am going to I got to pinpoint a new routine that's a bit more happiness focused and a bit more concentrated on good work not just hard work um and i need to make a routine because i still have no motivation motivation has not come back at all even though we have all these projects in the mix and like things to work look forward to i'm net negative on motivation because of all the things i guess that's missing so i, I need discipline it's the only way um but yeah that's uh that's like my next kind of frontier of just making it through covid with my sanity um, my personal goals are to, um, this is like, aside from my, my, my goals of success is to just find that health, that, that happiness, health balance in COVID, whatever I can do. I'm, I'm not assuming it'll all come back, but, um, you know, just focusing on, on some things that make me happy and, um, you know, like booking golf rounds and, and just the external stuff I can do just make sure I fits in there and make sure that my routine gets the work done, that I don't have anxiety when I, I do all these things because I'm doing the stuff I need to as well. And just refocus on music. I'm making money, even though it's not, I'm always talking about, I want to make more and more. And I have all these money goals. I'm surviving. I'm paying my bills. Yeah. My, my music stuff makes me take on debt. But, you know, it's it's not bearing me yet and I can still, I still have things I can sell to pay off that debt so I'm not like, um, whatever. So it's like, just f 
so I, I, I do the bare minimum, no matter how sad I am, no matter whatever I am. So I just want to like refocus on doing the, what I really loved about, about my routine was doing music every day and using that outlet. And that was a, a big source of happiness. I'll find the social activities when I can. I got to get outside and play sports. It's mental health. I need to lift heavy. Um, and I was just texting with, uh, Andres. I shout him out in the last episode. Um, Andres, uh, I think it's Andres AGR fitness. I shouted him out in the last episode. I, I forget, um, the exact Instagram, but I was talking about helping me manipulate my weight or my fitness program. Cause he's, uh, he's now getting to the fitness, uh, industry and he's going to help me build a program where it's like healthy mobility included, you know, fix my, I have like low back issues, mid back and neck issues from my injuries. Um, like it bands problems, psoas problems help, help me include mobility and stability as well as I want to throw those fucking dumbbells around and just get huge B cup man titties in my abs back and all this shit. Um, music has been working thanks to my partner, Rob, who is honestly step the fuck up got to give Robbie a shout out he is quarterbacked this entire project um and I've just been a wide receiver on it which has felt nice because you know before our big kind of fight and like maybe splitting up and whatever I was definitely the quarterback um but also was trying to play wide receiver and like fucking be the offensive coach and defensive coach and like coach Robbie and like I was just uh, just trying to get him going and and it was way it, it was maybe good it was good at the start it, it really changed I saw Robbie like really really change into like someone who is you know entrepreneurial and and or I guess like just he started to separate his mental from his he became um you know like enlightened in that way to to a degree because of fucking me just force feeding him but then it became smothering and recently, when we kind of separated and we came back as equal partners again, I said, you do you, I don't give a fuck. I'll do me, I don't give a fuck. Let's focus on our own things because I got enough problems to deal with right now. And he was like, I'm actually doing pretty good. <laughs> like, he's his mental state is much more solidified. And he's been quarterback. Like, he's been coordinating all the studio time, coordinating with the band, coordinating the music video shoot, talking to all the people, booking the studios, looking at things to do. And all I've been doing is wide receiving. I've been doing the work on the music to make sure it sounds good, doing my vocals, uh, whipping the band into shape in the room. Like I, I still um, am doing my part on the music front, but he's he's quarterbacking the project and big shout out to him. Um, but I want to come back and be, uh, you know, second string QB or or like whatever a more important fucking football player is like I don't know who like the, there's like football players have their like go-to guy I just want to be um get back to more um equal team structure uh and yeah but uh, th- these these things are are my next kind of chapter of discipline is I've learned from four months of just grinding myself to the bone that you know some stuff gets started and done and the music is this and that, but I'm not a better person for it. And, um, uh, so I'm just, the, 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 the challenge is constant. Um, that, so that's my next focus. And obviously I still want to make more money. I want to make more money. So I have my, my work projects. I want to kind of, 
at some point this summer, we'll see if I need it or not. Like just get some closure on that relationship and just, just have a fucking like, Hey, like just fit, like tell me everything you saw from your perspective so I can, I can like learn from this and not, not be the same guy going forward. Um, and again, we have some other exciting news that we'll get to. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but just keep an eye out. The music is almost there. Um, we're shooting a music video, live music video next weekend. So we'll actually be singing and playing in the studio space. Um, we have three songs that are almost done. One that's like 99% done. The rest are like 75% done. We have a fourth in the works. That sounds amazing. And six more that I want to work on, but I also want to write more using all this like angst and feeling and, and energy to just put some, just write, 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 write and get back to discipline, get back to all the things that I learned were valuable in this funk of, of success, but also bring in the emotional success because, you know, when you, when you let that shit suffer, you get fucking dumped and then you get sad and you don't get closure or, you know, like you almost, our band almost broke up. Um, it's like, like that's, that kind of stuff can happen if you're not, if you're not, you know, I, I got to be working as much on my life success, two parts career and my relationships. And, and I think happiness lies somewhere in between there. But yeah, anyway, I appreciate the people that are still listening and sticking by. Um, I have so many doubts about continuing this podcast alone and if, if it's interesting without guests. And it's just going to make it all the better when I start having the people come back on that, you know, when I can come back from a place of like, I've just been through the fucking washing machine um, in the most first world way. Like what a privilege it is to, to be able to work on yourself like this. That's what I, that's what, that's honestly always the silver lining that keeps me like, yeah, is that I get to work on myself. Like, wow, it's fucking amazing. I get to spend days and time trying new things and, and, and in, like I'm not struggling or in a part of the world where you don't have a choice. You do what you got to do. And, um, I will never, and I hope this never changes. I will never be a sad or ungrateful person because of that. And I hope you aren't either because no matter how sad or depressed you may feel, it's probably chemical. It's probably whatever. Um, but it's at the end of the day, you live in a place where you can work on yourself and you're eating and you have healthcare and you presumably have a roof over your head and fuck, we're lucky. Crazy. So anyway, keep an eye out for the music. This is a rock star talking about shit and, uh, the journey on the way to the top. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Sad about the Leafs, but go Leafs go, um, for the next game and let's rock and roll people. Let's fucking rock and roll. Let's go. Back at it. Lay with you all day.